Green Acres isn't the place to be. You're better off with boozy bracketology. Where we believe in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And how is that for an intro? Oh, I'm sorry. I try. I am your host, Mike. <laughs> and uh, here on the Boozy Bracketology, this month, we are going to be counting down the greatest TV theme show, TV show theme, wow, of all time. Uh, and... Uh, like I said, I am your host, Mike. Uh, I am currently still working on my Elijah Craig small batch bourbon in solidarity with one of our panelists who is on a beer cleanse. Uh, but we're not going to be checking with, in with him first. We're actually going to be checking in first with the first panelist who will be offering his opinion tonight, and that would be Josh. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Mike. I'm uh, sitting here uh, still working on my sour watermelon uh, mash moonshine that I picked up in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee over the holidays. Uh, highly recommend it if you're ever up in that area. You can do the moonshine tasting. It's a lot of fun. And uh, the more I drink, the uh, more I'm enjoying being on the podcast. Sure. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, I've actually been up to Pigeon Forge. Uh, it's been forever, but uh, I probably don't even know if I was drinking age last time I was in Pigeon Forge. But uh, I'll definitely have to check that out next time if I am up there. It does sound very refreshing. Next up, uh, the aforementioned uh, beer-cleansed person. We're going to check in with Chris. Hey, Mike. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm still... Uh, so I, I kind of told you guys already, but I'm going to try and do this entire bracket on this bottle of Ezra Brooks. Uh, it's their distiller collection. It is their charcoal-chilled... Sorry, charcoal-filtered. That made no sense. You can't chill with charcoal. Um, but it's a, it's a really good... It's a private barrel of Sunshine Liquors right here in Palm Harbor, Florida a private barrel of Ezra Brooks, and really, it's, a, again, really strong up front, and then it finishes in the nose. That's a really weird, really, really weird taste for a bourbon, but I really do enjoy it. You will not go wrong with some Ezra Brooks. Yes, most people drink their bourbon through their mouth, but uh, no, I know what you're saying, Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, that sounds really good. Uh, I would love to try it. Uh but alas, you know, quarantine and hundreds of miles of separation and whatnot. Uh, next up, we're going to check in with our third panelist who will be casting his vote this evening. Tim, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Cannot complain. Cannot complain. You drinking anything? I am. I have another uh, of the Captain Dynamite IPAs from New Belgium Brewing. Mm. Now, are those are those available? Is that just a local North Carolina thing, or do you know if they're available pot potentially in, say, Huntsville, Alabama? Uh, so <laughs> New Belgium is, you know, I mean, they're the same people who make Fat Tire, so it's pretty widespread. I know they have a brewery in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, which is about four hours from here, and what I call the beer capital of the world. Um, yeah. But I don't know how widespread this one is. But it is yeah, a that, that, solid, that's very what I was citrusy, not too hoppy, hazy IPA. Yeah, see, it's, it sounds right up my alley. We we get some New Belgium here, like we we get their mix, their seasonal mix packs and stuff like that. But I'll have to keep my eye out for that one because it sounds really, really good. Heading out west to Fort Worth, Texas, we're going to check in with Stephen. How you doing, my friend? No, I'm doing all right. I'm working on an A and W Zero Sugar A and W. 
let's face it, it's a cream soda masquerading as a root beer. And when I picked it up, I was thinking the flavor would be like a Barks. And now I'm upset with myself. I need to mentally prepare for this better. You, you, you should know that by now, man. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. Hey, you know, it's, you know, any port in a storm, man. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll carry you through tonight at least. And rounding out the panelists, uh, we have sitting to my immediate left, my lovely wife, Nikki. How are you doing tonight, baby? Oh, yeah, doing pretty good. Just uh, enjoying my weeknight San Pellegrino. Yeah, wondering when our daughter's going to actually go to sleep. Yeah, she's like literally <laughs> been sitting there just talking to herself for like two hours. Yeah. I, I don't even know what she's talking about, but yeah, she lives in a magical world. What do you do? She gets it from me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of living in magical worlds, and how's that for segues? <laughs> uh, tonight, our region is going to be focused on sitcoms from the pre-1980s, so before the 1980s. Uh, some great theme songs that we're going to be discussing here. Uh, our first matchup of the night, we have the number one seed of The Jeffersons, taking on the number 16 seed of Mr. Ed. And our first panelist to discuss this matchup is going to be Josh. So I feel a little sorry for Mr. Ed here being a 16 seed. I actually, I think it's a great song. Um, and, and not just from when I was a kid and watched the show. I, and I think most of these shows, probably all of us watch them on Nick at Night if we saw any of them at all, right? Um, it's a, it's a catchy song. It's cute. It really, you know, it tells a lot about the, you know, the the show, uh, but it just, it got a bad matchup here. It got a bad CD because not only is the Jeffersons, I mean, you know, normally are classic, but such a consequential show, but even just separating the show from the song, you know, moving on up is just, it's just a fantastic theme song. And it's, uh, you know, one that you can sing, you know, all the lyrics to. And it's clearly, uh, you know, the number one seed. Kind of surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the number one overall seed. Uh, so I'm definitely going for the Jeffersons. And the Jeffersons coming out firing, taking an early lead on Mr. Ed as we head over to Chris. Yeah, so I'm not, I've, I didn't do any research on this bracket. I trusted my wife to kind of do all that. But honestly, like when you think of iconic TV show theme songs, you think of the Jeffersons. Moving on up is the definition of what a theme song for a television show should be. It's stand, a standalone song. It's good. It introduces exactly what the show is about. It is what I want. And there's not enough peanut butter in the world to put between my lips that would make me say Mr. Ed. It's the Jeffersons, damn it. Move it on. <laughs> and the Jeffersons storming out to a 2 nothing lead. Let's head out to Tim. Uh, I'm going to make this real quick and easy. Uh, let's move it on up to the next round. Uh, the Jeffersons. And Tim stealing what was probably going to be my my rejoinder at the end of the round, but uh, the Jeffersons does pick up its third and decisive vote. But of course, we still want to hear from the rest of our panelists. Uh, Steven, what do you say? Well, I hate to tell you this, but you actually can fry fish in a kitchen and you can burn beans on a grill. Other than that, the Jefferson theme song is perfect. And yeah, Mr. Ed is cute, but it's the Jeffersons move them along. <laughs> and that's four votes for the Jefferson. Nikki, is it going to be a sweep? I mean, yeah. I mean, I felt kind of bad. I mean, cause Mr. Ed, I, I do think 
maybe a little under seed as a six as a sixteen. I mean, I think maybe it could have beat another song, but it's not going to beat uh, the Jefferson. So just let's just move it on. <laughs> <laughs> and the Jeffersons is moving on up to the next round, as Tim so eloquently put. It is going to take the sweep over Mr. Ed. Uh, like everybody else, I was a little si- surprised to see Mr. Ed is seated as low as it did. But honestly, when you look at most of the rest of these songs, it's hard to argue. Uh, so, Mr. Ed, I'm sorry, a horse is a horse, and a horse can't play basketball. So you don't belong in the tournament anymore. Jefferson's heading to the next round as we move to our next matchup. Will it be the number eight seed of Welcome Back Cotter or the number nine seed of All in the Family? First up, we have Chris. Yes, this one's actually kind of tough because I think uh, All in the Family is the more iconic song. You you hear Edith and Archie kind of singing at the piano. Um but it's not it's not what I want. Then I, I think about like I want a song that's gonna kinda set the stage for what's gonna happen in the show. And I think the song Welcome Back does that. It's this really understated song. Welcome back to the same old place that you laughed about. Like it's it sets the stage for a a teacher returning to the school that he went to as a kid. And trying to influence the current younger generation, the sweat hogs, up your nose with the rubber hose and all that fun stuff. Um, a young John Travolta. Um, all in the Family is the better show, but I actually think that Welcome Back, Cotter is the better theme song. It's understated, but it sets the stage perfectly for the type of comedy you're about to see. And I've got to go with it. And Welcome Back, Cotter does pick up its first vote and the first vote for any eight seed in the in the uh, Boozy Bracketology so far for this month. And we're going to head over to Tim, see what he has to say. So I was not personally a fan of either of these songs. Um, I didn't watch any of these shows. This whole bracket is actually before my time. Um That said, I could not cast a vote for All in the Family simply because the content of the lyrics struck me as so dated. Um, I I just don't enjoy it. It it harkens back to the quote-unquote good old days where it was only good for certain people. Uh, And that's enough of that soapbox I voted for. Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Still firing those baskets, taking a two to nothing lead. Let's check in with Steven. Oh my God, you ignorant sluts. Thank God I'm here to stop this tragedy going on. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, All in the Family's theme song is a song about how great the old days were. And All the Family is a show about how the old ways need to give rise to the new liberal movement that's going through the system. And the theme song is a parody about this. The theme song is a joke. And you can tell because it's got that biting line in the middle. Mr. We could use a man like (laughs) Herbert Hoover again. The man who created the Great Depression. The song is aware that the old times weren't good. It's Archie Bunker who's not aware. And that's why Archie is forced every episode to confront the fact that the old times were not so good. And that he needs to move on. And that's why it is a brilliant song. Welcome back, Carter. It's, am I listening to Delilah when it's on? Why is it so smooth? Come on. No, All in the Family is a much smarter, better song. And by the way, another another way you can tell it's a joke, 
Edith sings half of it. And another reason why I'm not listening to that song ever again. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> uh, and Stephen decides that All in the Family is going to make a game of it, pulling within a two to one. Uh, but Welcome Back, Cotter still has the lead. What do you say, Nikki? Yeah, I mean, I did not watch these shows too, too much. I mean, I'm familiar with them, but I mean, I have to agree with Steven completely. I thought it's the better song for the show. I mean, it does represent what the show is about. I mean, yes, Welcome Back, Cotter does in a way, but I don't know if it sets it up. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's a parody, so I would I would have to go with All in the Family for this one. And All in the Family picks up its second vote, and ladies and gentlemen, we have our first tie of the month heading into our final panelist. I would like to remind everybody, particularly our new listeners and our new panelists, that we do have a buzzer beater option. Any of the panelists that have already cast their vote can lodge a buzzer beater. To attempt to sway our final panelist, Josh, one way or the other, it's basically a half-court shot. It's a last-ditch effort to see if you can maybe just tilt the ball a little bit over the rim to let one team or other get the lead. Does anybody like to lodge a buzzer beater here? I don't care that much. <laughs> In that case, Josh, take it away. Which one's moving on? Yeah, so when I originally saw the, the seed pair, I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? All in the family, number nine seed. But of course, then I snapped back. I was like, okay, we're voting for the song, not for the show, right? And I, I think that if, from a historical perspective, if you look at the history of television, All in the Family was probably one of the most consequential uh, shows to hit, ever hit the airwaves, right? It, it brought so much into American uh, families' living rooms that hadn't been discussed, you know, from racism to poverty to, to you know, just all these social justice causes that were, you know, happened after the post, uh, you know, 60s. Um, but that being said, if we're looking at just the songs, I, I feel the same way. I, I, you know, that song represents, and, and Tim, you actually hit it spot on. Your point is exactly correct. You know, it was about the good times for, you know, some people, but that's the whole fucking point of the show, right? I mean, that that, is, that was exactly the the reason the show existed, uh, to kind of Stephen's point. Um, I also, you know, I try to always look through the frame of the lens when any art is presented, and everything is a product of its time, right? So I, you can't always apply, you know, your modern thinking, your modern views to to art, you know, when it came out. Um, but clearly, uh, in, you know, in my view, All in the Family, that, that theme song with, uh, you know, Gene Stapleton and Carol O'Connor are singing there at the piano. I mean, it was just, it was so, such a monumental uh, point in television. I think that song, even though it's sung horribly, I mean, that's, you know, it, that's kind of the point, is that uh, I, I, think it, I think it was a better overall theme song. And I'm going to vote for that all the way, All in the Family. And after storming out to a sizable lead, Welcome back. Cotter rested on their laurels a little too much and all in the family came storming back to secure the victory and we'll be moving on to the next round. Historical side note, I believe to this day, the Welcome Back, the theme show from Welcome Back, Cotter is still the only television show theme song to ever reach number one on the Billboard charts. Little side trivia for you. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, in the comments over at boozybracketology.com. 
Let me know if I'm a total idiot. Well, you already know I'm a total idiot. Moving on to the next matchup. Let's see if we can have our 12-5 upset in this round because, as we know, every bracket has one 12-5 upset. Will this be it? We have our five seed of Gilligan's Island taking on the 12 seed of the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And first up, we're going to be checking in with Tim. So one of the things I've been most excited about to say on this show is I'm not going to belabor any points. (laughs) (laughs) This is Gilligan's Island. Move it on. (laughs) And he didn't actually belabor any points. I don't think you understand how this show works. You're supposed to go on for like 20 or 30 minutes on a diatribe about why Gilligan's Island is the better pick. Tim, act like you've been here before, please. Chris, Chris, please don't belabor the point about Tim's usage of belabor the point. Here's to <laughs> that. that. Is one vote for Gilligan's Island. Let's <laughs> check in with Steven. Gilligan's Island is definitely the more earwormy song, and I imagine all of us can probably sing that one. Um, and it's a good song. But there's something about that sort of tempo change in the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. You know, it starts off with just, who can turn the world on? And then it's, you know, love is all around, no need to fake it. For some reason, that sticks with me, and it's just a nice little pep of energy. And I, I don't know, I guess Gilligan's theme song, I, I, I'm i not a huge fan, and I, I don't know why. I can't express why. I just, I, I'm more delighted when I listen to the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Mary Tyler Moore certainly not going down without a fight as, as she pulls even with Gilligan's Island and we check in with Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I I like them both. I mean, I love the Mary Tyler Moore theme song and then, you know, but I guess for me, the more iconic moment is just her like throwing her hat up in the air and this random freeze frame and she does it a couple of times and then she's in a car. I mean, it, it's a very kind of a interesting little <laughs> opening, but I, I think... For me, the better theme song is Gilligan's Island. I mean, it's just, it's catchy. It explains, I mean, it's just for the show that it was. I mean, it's this cute little, you know, sitcom show that I just think that the, the the song is just almost as iconic as the show. Like, I don't think you can think about the show without thinking about the song. I think you can kind of think about Mary Tyler Moore without the song. So I have to go with Gilligan's Island. And Gilligan's Island comes back out with a few key baskets at the half to put it to two to one as we head over to Josh. Yeah, I think for me, both of these songs are great. Uh, I think they both encompass the show. I think as far as just songs go, they're, they're, they're great songs. So for this one, I'm just going to have to go with my personal preference. Which one do I like to hear over and over? And I'm going to go Gilligan's Island. And Gilligan's Island does pick up its third vote and will be moving on, avoiding the 12-5 upset, but we still want to check in with Chris. This is disappointing to me because, damn it, Steven, you changed my mind. Because that <laughs> once once it starts kicking in, love is all around, no need. Like That's that's memorable, and it actually sets up the, the positivity that's associated with that show. I would rather watch Gilligan's Island before I'd watch Mary Tyler Moore show, but you know what? I think I'd rather listen to the Mary Tyler Moore theme song than I would Gilligan's Island. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. I'm it's a moo point. It's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't matter. But no, I'm going I'm going Mary Tyler Moore show. And the Mary Tyler Moore show does pick up its second vote, but it's not gonna make it after all. 
Gilligan's Island, of course, is moving on to the round of 32. Let's find out who it's taking on by determining the winner of this next matchup. We have the four seed of the Adams family taking on the 13 seed of Happy Days. First up, we have Steven. Yeah, this is a brutal matchup. I I, I think Happy Days is well underseeded. These two could easily be meeting in the lead eight, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they're both super iconic. They're both really fun to sing. Um, Adam's Family's more unique. It doesn't sound like, but it's a doo-wop song. It's facing up, and that doo-wop Motown sound is just, it's better. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a heart wrencher, but I think just on personal preference, I'm going to go with Happy Days. And Happy Days jumps out to an early lead. Do we potentially have an upset on our hands? Let's check in with Nikki. Yeah, I don't like this matchup either. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to me, both of them, both of them are so iconic to the show, and both of them are sung like outside of the show's context. Like Adam's Family is always on at Halloween. Like the song Adam's Family, even if you've never seen the show. Like, it's on all the Halloween songs, like, whenever Abby's listening to them, Adam's Family always comes up. And then Happy Days, like, the song, you know, it's not just sung at the beginning. Like, people will sing it, like, in performances, like, little, um, I remember we we sang a rendition of Happy Days when I did performing at Young Actors Theater. So, they're both kind of transcend their shows a little bit. Um, I think for me, though, just the... The little kitschiness of the snap and everything. I think I have to go with Adam's family. I just love that little snap. So <laughs> I'm going with Adam's family. And Adam's family does storm back to tie it up. We're going to come back over to the top of the panelist list and check in with Josh. Yeah, tough matchup, right? Um, both kind of iconic. I would say I think Happy Days is probably more iconic. Um, you know, it, it's within the proverbial lexicon. And, you know, in pop culture, even to this day, everyone knows, you know, who the Fonz are. The Fonz is cool. I mean, you know, it's made so many references. From a song perspective, um, I like the Happy Days theme song, uh, and I like the Adams Family theme song. Uh, so it's really tough. I think I think the Adams Family one, to me, is a little more catchy, and one that I would like to, I, you know, I like to snap my fingers to. And, um, you know, and, of course, the movie, Christina Ricci, I'm going to give it to her, Adams Family. And the Adams family picking up its second vote. Let's see whether or not Happy Days is going to make a game of it or whether Adams family is going to start running away with it as we check in with Chris, who, uh, speaking of giving it to Christina Ricci, <laughs> I know how much you like Christina Ricci, but don't let that sway your opinion. So my hideously ridiculous crush on Christina Ricci aside, um, I think I've got to give a shout-out to friend of the podcast, Lauren Carey, and tell you guys that Happy Days is my favorite theme song, and I sure, sure could sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I think Happy Days it's 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 fun. Adam's Family for me, and this is purely for me. When I think of Adam's Family, the first thing I think of is Christina Ricci because I've had a crush on her since I was literally like seven years old. But Happy Days, like I actually Nick and I, I grew up watching Happy Days. It's it's such a fun show, and the song itself is catchy as hell. I will find myself singing it regularly. I think when you think of what, what's more memorable, I think Adam's Family is more memorable, but I do think Happy Days is actually the better theme song and better encapsulates what you're going to see in the show. So I'm going Happy Days. 
Also, uh, check out the Beard Owl podcast. If you're a Weird Owl fan, check out the Beard Owl podcast. A lot of fun, and you can find uh, our host on one of their previous episodes. Well, thank you, Thing. Um, <laughs> no, definitely check out Beard Owl. They're awesome people, awesome podcasts, so much fun. Uh, but I'm not great at math, even though technically I kind of do it for a living. I believe that brings us to a two-two tie. And that means we have yet another opportunity for our panelists to lodge a buzzer beater if anybody would like to before we hand this over to Tim. I'd like to lodge mine. Tim, I have five letters for you. WWLCD. What would Lauren Carey do? It's in their hands. <laughs> uh, strong words, my friend. Strong words. Tim, what do you say about that? Oh, Chris, you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, first off, let me third the recommendation for the Beard Owl podcast. I've made an appearance on two of their episodes, including the uh, episode for the song that Chris referenced just a moment ago. Um, uh, I was... These are very iconic themes, and they're very different... Um, I love, I love the juxtaposition of the creepiness of Adam's family, uh, next to neat, sweet, and petite. Um, that's just fun to me. But then Chris had to throw out one of my favorite people and my favorite artist and lodge that against my initial gut. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It looks like the buzzer beater is going to work. I'm flipping my vote and going for happy days. Oh, <laughs> the basket teetering on the rim and it finally leaned the correct way to bring happy days to the upset over the Adams family. Whew. That was a nail biter, but happy days. will be moving on to face off against Gilligan's Island. That should be a fun matchup. Our next matchup should also be a fun matchup. We have the six seed of the Beverly Hillbillies going up against the 11 seed of WKRP in Cincinnati. First up, we have my lovely wife Nikki. <laughs> uh, you know, I I honestly never really watched WKRP Cincinnati, so I had to kind of listen to the theme song. But I will say it kind of said all you needed to hear in it. I mean, it told you <laughs> about the radio show. I mean, it was a nice little catchy um, theme song. Um, Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, it's kind of two theme songs. Cause don't they do like a closing? You know, y'all come back now. You hear? Um, and it's not really that sing-songy. It's isn't it more like him narrating, kind of? I don't know. I mean, but it's to the, a rhythm. To a rhythm. But I really like the lyrics. I love the whole they come to California. So I have to go with Beverly Hillbillies. And Beverly Hillbillies picks up its first vote. And just to bring it back briefly to the uh, mention, previous mention of Weird Al Yankovic. If you've never heard his version of the Beverly Hillbillies set to the Music for Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, you need to do so because it's fantastic. I'm sorry, I'm an impartial uh, host, so I'm just going to hand it over to Josh. 
Ah, uh, yeah. What the hell is WKRP in Cincinnati? It, obviously, it was not good enough to be on Nick at Night. So, couldn't have that great of a theme song. So, I'm going for Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and the Beverly Hillbillies picks up its second vote. We're going to head over to Chris. I'm going to do that thing that Josh hates, where I will say that the Beverly Hillbillies is a more more memorable song. It's a fun song. But I don't think anyone's going to actually vote for WKRP in Cincinnati, and I actually like the show, and the theme song is actually quite fun. It's a good little doozy of a number. And yes, Josh, it was on Nick at Night, because that's where I watched it. I'm actually going to go WKRP in Cincinnati and going to count on my other panelists here to vote against me and move the right one on because I just, I can't do it. I can't let it go out like a chump. It deserves a vote. It's a fun theme song. And Chris setting up the inevitable uh, outcome where both Tim and Steven also vote for WKRP in Cincinnati, (laughs) even though he clearly established that he doesn't even think it should move on, but he's giving it his vote anyway. Did I have that right, Chris? Okay, yeah, he gave me the thumbs up. So I did have that right. Um, But anyway... (laughs) And that he gave me a different finger up. Anyway, we're going to check in with Tim now. Yeah. Uh, damn you for taking my flavor text uh, because I had only Weird Al could uh, make this in, uh, redo this to the tune of Money for Nothing. Um, and that alone is enough uh, for me to vote for the Muva Muva movie stars. And the Beverly Hillbillies. Sorry, Tim, you stole my moving on up line from earlier. I, it was not intentional, but, you know, it's only <laughs> turned about fair. as fair play. <laughs> All right, that is Beverly Hillbillies picking up its third vote. It will be moving on, but we are going to round things out with Steven. Yeah, so I've never in my life seen an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. I only heard the theme song to uh, be informed on this bracket. The Beverly Hillbillies is clearly the more iconic song. It is, however, not the better song. WKRP in Cincinnati is this fun late 70s folk song that I'd never heard before. And if it just rolled on my radio, I wouldn't realize that it was a theme song for a TV show. I just thought it'd be like a hidden gem. I love that song. I don't want to ever see an episode because it can only go downhill from there. WKRP in Cincinnati gets the pity vote. <laughs> Uh, it is, it is, it is actually a really good song, but baby, if you ever wondered what became of WKRP in Cincinnati, it lost to Beverly Hillbillies in the round of 64. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'd never heard it before today. And I literally like listened to it just to come up with that line. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to see who it's going to be taking on in the next round. We're going to come back up to the top of our panelist list. We're going to check in with Josh to see who is going to win between the number three seed of the Brady Bunch and the number 14 seed of Three's Company. Both really catchy songs. Of course, you know, the the Brady Bunch, I mean, it was a dumb show, right? But it had such an iconic song. I mean, you probably can all sing it. Uh, Three's Company, it's too. It's kind of a beat around the bush song. You know, it's a, that was a kind of a weird show too. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, you know, anyone that's lived with one woman, I can't imagine living with two all the time. It'd be hell on earth, but um, I'm gonna have to go Brady Bunch here just because I think it's just a much more catchy song. 
And the Brady Bunch picks up its first vote. And uh, I'm pretty sure Mike Brady was living with a lot more than just two women in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. All right. We're going to check in with Chris. Five women. You live with five women. Um, This is actually really tough because I, I don't I don't have any. I have no idea what I'm about to say. Like, I did not plan for this one at all because I was kind of hoping I was going to go last and it wouldn't matter. I honestly think at the end of the day, the one that's going to stick with me the most is Three's Company, though. Uh, it's an interesting show, but the, the theme song itself, just it catches with me a little bit differently than the Brady Bunch does. Uh, this may be the fact that a friend of the show, Jessica Burrito, is a huge Three's Companies fan, but I really do believe that I'm going to listen to that song or that particular opening and think of it more fondly than I will the Brady Bunch. When I think of the Brady Bunch, I think of a football hitting someone's nose. I don't necessarily think of the theme song. So, yeah, I'm going Three's Company. And Three's Company pulls even with the Brady Bunch on the strength of a football hitting, I think it was Marsha's nose. Marcia's Is that right? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, that, that's weird because that's one one of the few things I remember about the Brady Bunch, too, and I was just cracking me up. That's like, oh, that's the thing. Okay, uh... Anyway, we got a tie game heading over to Tim. Yeah, um, I mean, Three's Company is a great song and R.I.P. John Ritter. Um, But one of the things that we've been talking about this whole show so far is which one kind of tells you what the show is about. And Brady, the Brady Bunch theme song does exactly that. You could literally jump in. Having never, if you had never heard of the Brady Bunch, you never knew anything about it. You could jump in at any episode, listen to the theme song, and go, "Okay, I've got it. Let's go." Uh, so the Brady Bunch gets my vote, and the Brady Bunch does pull ahead with a two-two-one lead. Let's see if it's going to put the nail in the coffin, or if Three's Company is going to continue to put up a fight, Steven. Yeah, I like the Three's Company theme song. Um, it does have a fatal problem with it, is that uh, the first two lines of each verse repeat. So you sit there, if you want to sing it to yourself, you have to say the same words over and over, uh, unless you've got somebody else to sing it with you. And if you had somebody else nearby that could sing it with you, you're not singing theme songs. You're doing more interesting things. Uh, no, the, the Brady Bunch <laughs> is the catchier song. Um, it's got a very nice little horn hook on it. And yeah, it perfectly sets up that series. It's a mediocre song for a mediocre series with one little catch to it. Like you get one good joke every Brady Bunch episode. The Brady Bunch. Yeah. And the Brady Bunch theme song will be moving on. Let's check in with Nikki to see how close of a matchup it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I would have voted for Brady Bunch. I think it's just a little bit more um, iconic. And I, and I agree that it kind of just sets up the show a little bit better. All right, Brady Bunch is going to take the 4-1 to one victory over Three's Company. And we'll head on to take on the Beverly Hillbillies. Coming into our final two matchups of the night, the first matchup is our 7 versus 10 seed. For the 7 seed, we have the Monkees taking on the 10 seed of Andy Griffith. And first up, we have Chris. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I 
Don't hold back, Chris. Tell I, us how you really feel. Listen, Andy Griffith show. I, I get it. It's it's old. It's iconic. But if I wanted to someone, yeah. If I wanted to listen to someone whistle freaking Dixie, like I, I could think of seventeen more interesting places to do that than watching the Andy Griffith uh, theme song again or listening to it. I guess the monkeys is at least interesting to me. So I've got to go with the monkeys. I, the Andy Griffith show, it, it never, the theme song never gripped me. The, the show never gripped me. It's not in my, my lexicon of pop culture knowledge in a favorable way. So I'm going with the monkeys. Monkeys picks up its first vote as we check in with Tim. Uh, yeah, I know that I just said that most of my choices or all of my choices had been about um, which one gives you a better idea of what the show is about. But frankly, I find myself walking down the halls at my office whistling the Andy Griffith show theme song. So I'm going to cast my vote for Andy Griffith. And Andy Griffith does pull even with the monkeys. It's going to be 1-1 one, one heading over to Steven. Yeah, this one's tough for me. Um, it's tough because the monkeys is the better song in and of itself in a vacuum. But what we're debating is better TV show theme song. And Andy Griffith even though it doesn't have any lyrics to it. I mean, I think there are technically lyrics, but they don't sing it. They just whistle on the show. That kind of simplicity and wholesomeness is a really good introduction to what you're going to get in the average episode of the Andy Griffith show. Um, so I'm going to stick with what the bracket tells me I should vote for, the best TV show theme song, the Andy Griffith show. And the Andy Griffith Show taking a two-to-one lead as we head over to Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't watch either of these shows too much growing up. I know, like, Andy Griffith Show was my mom's, like, all-time favorite. She loved that show. Um, but, yeah, even though I never really watched it, I could whistle that theme song. I mean, it's just, to me, it it's memorable. And sometimes you do want a memory attached to a TV show. So, I mean, we're talking about a theme song. I know the Andy Griffith show, even though I haven't even really watched it too much. I know that those simple little whistles is associated with Andy Griffith. I mean, I, the monkeys, not as much as they've done other stuff. I don't even know if I would have totally associated that song with the TV show as much as just the Andy Griffith whistle. So I have to give it to Andy Griffith. And Andy Griffith has whistled his way to a three-to-one lead. We'll be moving on to the next round, but let's check in with Josh to see how much of a blowout this is going to be. Yeah, I think I agree with most everyone that, uh, you know, Andy Griffith is, uh, you know, I, I think that does encompass a show. I think if you're, you know, walking on a road down to Mayberry, that's kind of the mood you'd be in, whistling that type of song. And uh, kind of like, uh, you know, my same argument with the Pink Panther, it has no lyrics, but when you hear it, you instantly know, you know, you get that association, which I think is pretty cool with a song with no lyrics. So I'm voting for Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith will be moving on with a four to one victory over the monkeys. I will say uh, it's a little, it's a little sad to, to see the monkeys go just because like every time, every time one of my daughters points to the, to a monkey in like a picture book or something like that, I immediately say, Hey, Hey, it's a monkey. People say monkeys around. So it's a little sad to see it go, but Andy Griffith will be moving on. And to find out who it's going to be facing, 
We're going to find out right now. The number two seed in our final matchup of the night is Laverne and Shirley. And they're going to be taking on the number 15 seed of the Facts of Life. Our first panelist weighing in here is going to be Tim. Yeah, um, I had never heard Making Our Dreams Come True, the uh, the theme song from Laverne and Shirley. All of this, again, this whole bracket predates me. I was born in 87, um, which I'm sure probably makes some of you feel a little old, but that's neither here nor there. Um, this has to go to the facts of life for me. Uh, the facts of life is just a catchy theme song. Um, and even if you hadn't watched the show, you, you still know what that theme song is at least a little bit. So it's the facts of life for me. Well, that's, that's one vote from our young whippersnapper for the facts of life. <laughs> That is one vote for the fact of life. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> We're going to check in next with Steven. Look, you can take the good. You can take the bad. The bad is the facts of life theme song. The good is making our dreams come true, which totally kicks ass. It's got a beat you can dance to. It's much, much, much more fun to listen to. And yeah, you know the lyrics to uh, the facts of life because they're simple and stupid and nobody cares. Making our dreams come true, Laverne and Shirley. And Laverne and Shirley demonstratively pulling even with the facts of life. Nikki, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, the, the facts of life, I think, is fun. I mean, I, I kind of, like, whatever reason, it gets stuck in my head, like, the facts of life. You know, um, but yeah, I have to agree with Steven. I mean, the Laverne and Shirley uh, theme song is just... It's and I love it too in the beginning when they do what I don't I can't even remember it exactly but they do the little kick. the little dance yeah yeah I mean I love that so I'm go, I'm going for uh, Laverne and Shirley and Laverne and Shirley picks up its second vote as we head over to Josh ah oh, the the song you're going to remember and the song you're going to sing is definitely the facts of life Nancy McKeon I would probably had a crush on her that was probably my first crush at maybe you know five or six years old oh I would have done anything to get on that show at that time. I'm going with the facts of life. And to round out the night, we have a tie game going into our final panelist, which is, of course, Christopher Ligori. Would anybody like to lodge a buzzer beater prior to Chris casting his vote to see if you can sway Chris one way or the other as he buries his head in his hands at the just sheer anguish of having to make this decision? Anybody, any takers? I would like to lodge one. Oh, go for it. Um, Christopher, you owe me for Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew he was going to play the card at some point. You didn't know when it was going to come. And there it was. Oh, Chris, my God. Steven has lodged his buzzer beater. What do you say? Oh, so the problem that I have is I have a hard time separating the theme song to Laverne and Shirley to the opening, the video that's played over it. And I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Um, you take the good, you take the bad thing. Yeah, the facts of life. Uh, 
I think Facts of Life is more catchy, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to kind of put them against the 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 premise of the TV show and see which one does a better job of, of somewhat foreshadowing what you're going to see, right? Like I want personally, I want my theme song to be something that's going to tell me in a big picture kind of what I'm going to experience over the next 30 minutes or hour of my life. Uh, 30 minutes, preferably if it's a sitcom, because if it's an hour and it's a sitcom, I'm going to be bored. I think as, as shocking as this is going to be to my wife when she listens to this, and I'm not going to tell her about this beforehand. I do think it's Laverne and Shirley. I really do. I think it does a better job of preparing me for what I'm going to see in that show. I actually, I love the Facts of Life, the, the Facts of Life theme song. But I think Laverne and Shirley does a better job of, of putting me in a place where I'm ready to watch that show. Um, And that's kind of what I want out of my theme songs. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually feel like this is a little bit of an upset because I believe that the 15th seed of the Facts of Life is criminally underrated. That being said, I mean, if you put either one of these up against, oh, I don't know. Um, what was one of the big ones? You put either one of these up against Mr. Ed and I still would have had a hard time. And that was a 16 seed. This is a, this was a tough bracket. This was a tough bracket. I would have voted for any of these over the Brady Bunch, for God's sake. But no, Laverne and Shirley, move it on. And Laverne and Shirley will be moving on with a narrow three to two win. The 15 seed came out firing, almost had our second 15 to upset of the month already. But Laverne and Shirley will be moving on. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners who, like me, when they think of Laverne and Shirley, they actually think of Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar dancing <laughs> to that song in the first Wayne's World movie. Uh, more than the actual uh, show itself. Uh, but that's just my generation. That's how it is. Uh, but that will do it for us tonight here on Boozy Bracketology for our sitcoms from pre-1980. To recap, we had the Jeffersons taking out Mr. Ed with a 5-0 uh, slaughtering. <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say with a show involving a horse, but I'm sorry. Uh, Everyone needs and they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be taking on All in the Family, our nine seed in the next round, which squeaked by Welcome Back, Cotter. We're also going to be having the five seed of Gilligan's Island taking on Happy Days in an upset over the Adams Family as a thirteen seed. The Beverly Hillbillies are going to be taking on the Brady Bunch uh, in the Battle of Large Families. And to close it out, uh, in the next round, the round of 32, we're going to have the Andy Griffith Show taking on Laverne and Shirley, which, as you just heard, squeaked into the round of 32. Cannot wait to see how that matchup goes. As always, uh, I would like to thank everybody for listening. You can check us out on all of the socials, Boozy Brackets on Twitter, Boozy Bracketology, excuse me, at Boozy Bracketology. you got to have that at in there on Facebook and Instagram, boozybracketology.com. All complaints can be directed to Chris via boozybracketology at gmail.com because we all know you don't have any complaints except for the ones that are directed at Chris. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But until next time, we hope you'll join in. Thank you so much for joining us for Boozy Bracketology. I have been your host, Mike. Oh, I'm Josh. I'm Chris. I'm Tim. I've been Steven. Nikki. Have a good one, everybody.